Welcome to God's Favourite Shepherds, a collection of 39 short stories rounding out the lives of mainly lesser-known Bible characters, with many of the stories ending with a short quiz. Listen now to the author of God's Favourite Shepherds, Bill Ackland. The story I would like to share with you today is entitled The Giant Slayer, a giant in Israel, and the story is based on Numbers chapter 13, 14 and 32, Joshua 14 and 15, and Judges chapter 1. I was only a boy when we left Egypt over 40 years ago. What a story I could tell of everything that happened to us before and after we left the land of our slavery, plagues upon Egypt, miracles for Israel, rebellion, idolatry, and we almost entered Canaan, the promised land, the land flowing with milk and honey, as God described it. Then came the time when the spies returned and cowardice won the day. Another 39 years of tramping through an unending wilderness instead of enjoying the lush fruits of Canaan. I had heard of Caleb even before we arrived at the wilderness of Paran. He was one of the leaders of the tribe of Judah, a man who was greatly respected and could always be depended upon. God spoke to Moses, telling him to choose 12 men, one from each tribe, leaders of the people, to go through the land of Canaan and to bring back a full, full report of all they had seen, not forgetting to bring some of the fruit with them as a sample of the produce of the land. Sadly, when they returned, only two men gave a positive report, Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, and Joshua, the son of Nun. Joshua was Moses' valuable assistant. The other ten spies said that while the land was itself was luxurious, the people were giants living in high-walled cities and had chariots of iron. It would be impossible for the men of Israel to defeat them and drive them out of their land, they said. As a boy, my eyes caught sight of the massive bunch of grapes they brought back, so big that it took two men to carry it on a pole. Even though Caleb did everything he could to counter the negative report of the ten spies, the people had been stirred into such an emotional state that they grumbled and complained against Moses and Aaron. They even said they wanted to choose another leader who would take them back to Egypt. I couldn't believe what I heard. Go back to Egypt? To a life of slavery again? As a result of this latest rebellion, God told the people through Moses that everyone from 20 years of age and older would die in the wilderness as they wandered around day after day for another 39 years. Only those who were then under 20 years of age would enter the promised land. There were to be only two exceptions to this, Caleb and Joshua. When all these years came and went, we arrived at the borders of the Promised Land again. I was now that much older, but still young enough to carve out a good life for myself and my family in the lush land God had promised to our great patriarch Abraham and to Isaac and Jacob. Five years later, after many battles and victories, only possible because God was with us, Caleb approached Joshua concerning the promise Moses had given him 
of the land that was to be his when Canaan was divided among the people. Caleb said that even though he was now 85 years of age, he was still as strong as he was when he was 40, and that Moses had promised the land that Caleb had spied out would be his. So give me this land, he said, and the Lord will give me victory over those people, and Hebron will be my city. Joshua did not hesitate to give him what Caleb requested. He knew it was the Lord's will, as he had heard Moses promise to Caleb those many years ago. So this great man of God assembled a force of valiant men and routed the land of the Anakim, those giants that lived in the hill country. Sheshai, Ahaman and Talmai, sons of Anak, giants and great warriors were driven out of their land. From there, Caleb and his men went to Kirjath Sepha, later named Deber, and he promised his daughter Aksar to the man who led the assault on this city, gaining the victory over these people. It was Othniel, a younger brother of Caleb, who stepped up to the mark and gained the victory and was given Aksar to be his wife. Not long after Caleb and his extended family and some others settled down in the area known as Hebron, his daughter Aksar made the journey from the land her forefather had given her to the Negev to make a request of Caleb. She dismounted from her donkey, but before she could say anything, Caleb asked her what she had come to see him about. She replied that she had come to ask of him a great blessing. Please give me some springs of water in that dry land of the south. Caleb was happy to grant his daughter her request, and in his fatherly generosity gave her not one, but two springs. One is known as the upper springs, and the other the lower springs. It is here that my story ends, for I am on my own land now, and my life is full as I manage my land and care for my growing family. But I am sure that God will bless Caleb and his descendants with many sons and daughters. They will be a tower of strength to Israel if they follow the example of their forefather. Caleb was truly a man of God. You've been listening to God's Favoured Shepherds, a book with 39 short stories rounding out the lives of mainly lesser-known Bible characters. If you have any comments or questions, or to obtain a copy of this book, give us a call within Australia on 02-4973-3456 or send an email to radio at 3abnaustralia.org.au. We'd love to hear from you. 